What's up, guys? Farzine Vesugian here with you. Recapping a pretty solid night for the Kansas City Chiefs, winning 38-10 over the Arizona Cardinals. Certainly no complaints there. Uh, let me uh, get something in the comments here. Uh, call into the show uh, with the uh, link right there. If I can get that, perfect. Uh, now I got to find a way to pin it. Uh, bear with me one second. There we go. All right. So a majority of you are watching on Facebook. So if you're uh, watching on there, uh, you will see I um, put a link there. It should be pinned. Uh, let me post it again. So that way, uh, those who are watching on YouTube uh, can see that as well. Perfect. Awesome. That is what we like. All right. Welcome into this episode of the Chief Zone. Also streaming live on the Facebook page. Recapping once again a 38 to 10 win over the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of a lot of good in this game. Uh, some things to work on, of course, but a, a lot of positive. Chiefs did get off to a slow start. Not what you want to see against the Arizona Cardinals, but eventually they found a way to get going. And listen, obviously they don't have Kyler Murray. Not that Kyler Murray is going to be this big savior for the Arizona Cardinals this season, but uh, the Chiefs found a way to, um, uh, to to get the offense going with the ones. Uh, again, got off to a very slow start. There's those first couple of drives didn't produce any points, uh, but once they got going, they made some things happen. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had a nifty pass when he was near the sidelines, uh, going in the air out of bounds and at least uh, trying to uh, attempt a pass rather than uh, having a loss of yards going out of bounds for a sack. Uh, so a lot of interesting things in this game. Uh, first of all, the quarterbacks, uh, I mean, they played very well. In this game, uh, I mean, you, you went from Mahomes to Buchel, uh, Gabbert, and then Uladakun. Uh, they all played very well uh, in this game. In fact, let me uh, pull up the um, – let me see if I can uh, pull this up for you guys to see. Uh, let's see. The screen share. Where is that picture? Uh, if I can find it on here. Why is that not coming up? Uh, oh, there it is. Okay. Right there. Right there. All four quarterbacks with a rating above 100. Uh, the worst rating was a 109, and that comes from your MVP, Patrick Mahomes. So uh, insert all of the uh, all of the uh, quarterback controversy jokes. All right, I see a lot of you guys are just joining the live stream now. So if you haven't done so already, call into the live show. I want to hear from you guys. Give me your thoughts on everything you saw in this game. Uh, who stood out to you the most? Um, I'll just say this without looking at the stat sheet. Uh, which I do have in one of my tabs, but before I click on it, the quarterback's all impressed. We already covered that. Amir Smith-Marset, what a game for him. Um, Rasheed Rice, he had a great game as well, especially in the first half, but I think Amir Smith-Marset deserves a little bit more attention tonight uh, as we talk about this because um, this, this is a guy that I don't think is someone that people are talking about who might make the 53-man roster. And he showed out tonight. This is a guy who played like he really feels like he belongs on the on the 53. Uh, he's making a case for himself because, you know, right now you got MVS, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Rice. Uh, the last two guys I mentioned are both second, uh, recent second-round picks. Uh Justin Watson, a veteran who's been around uh, for a while. Uh, Justin Ross, it seems like they really want to keep him around. Richie James coming over from the Giants. We're, we're running out of room here, folks. But we get a lot of guys in this wide receiver core. So for Rasheed Rice to step up, again, a guy who's probably going to make the team. Um, but 
may not get as much snaps as he would like. And then for Amir Smith-Marset, again, this is a guy that does not get talked about much. Um, and he really showed off his speed in this football game. Uh, so there were a lot of great players across the board, offensively speaking. Um, and, and again, you look at the wide receivers, obviously Trent Green brought it up t- tonight on the broadcast. Well, Tyreek Hill, you know, he was not on the team last year, but look how the team did. They still did very well. Um, and then uh, all this uh, whole thing about uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, listen, at the same time, it is just a preseason. Because Listen, we got to be fair. Last week, you know, I, a lot of us were not happy with the way things looked, but we did say it is the preseason. Now when things look good, are we going to say the same thing or are we going to put stock in that just because it looked good, especially against the Arizona Cardinals, who a lot of people are projecting to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, But listen, you can never apologize for a good performance ever. Um, These guys on both teams have players that are working their asses off to try to make the the team so they can can earn a living playing in the NFL. Um, Not very easy to do. Uh, I'll read some of you guys' comments here. Um, let me know you guys' thoughts on everything. Again, I did put in the um, the uh, call-in link. So if you guys want to call into the show, want to uh, get on FaceTime, uh, let's do it. Let's talk, uh, and uh, let me know your thoughts on everything. Eric says, let's blame the slow start on the field condition today. Let's be the Eagles today. Yeah, that's that's exactly how we're going to uh, do things. Uh, who was it? Was it Deneric Prince who slipped on that kick return? Um, it was either him or Jerry O'Neill. I can't remember who it was. Uh, uh, let's see. Todd says, good game, staying frosty, getting ready for that regular season. The practice squad should have good depth. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like, yeah, you might put someone on the practice squad, but, uh, with the way things are looking, uh, there might be teams that keep, uh, obviously NFL teams are keeping an eye on other teams as well, seeing how they're doing. Um, and, you know, if a guy like Amir Smith Marset ends up on the practice squad, I don't think he's going to stay on there for very long. He's going to get claimed by another team very soon. Uh, Danny says the QBs were all over, but Mahomes let his backup QB get some in because he's a starter. Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, I, I mean, there's never anything to uh, to be too concerned about uh, when you see other quarterbacks play well. I remember uh, several years ago. Um, uh, this was uh, the season after the Chiefs did not throw a touchdown pass to a wide receiver, and Chase Daniel threw three uh, touchdowns to a wide, all of them to wide receivers in a preseason game. And I listen. I know there are a lot of Mizzou fans, but I saw a lot of people tweeting, "Oh, when are we going to get some quarterback controversy now?" Like you, you can tell this was not sarcasm. People really thought that this was a legitimate thing. Um, uh, obviously, you know, you know, Mahomes, you're the, the, the quarterback competition, like a lot of people are talking about how the wide receivers, that's going to be a very difficult decision for the chiefs to trim it down to seven, maybe eight. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I I'm not, I'm not really sure, uh, what the chiefs are going to do there. Uh, bear with me one second. Uh, okay. I thought I saw something about Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the chiefs are going to do there. Um, maybe you make an exception and you, and you have eight quarterbacks, uh, or excuse me, eight, eight, eight quarterbacks would be something else. Eight wide receivers. That is, uh, for the quarterbacks. I don't know. Um, I I think you definitely have some competition there with a lot of cone and the way he played in this game played well last week. I know that interception is something that a lot of people just think about, but he was able to kind of let people forget, forget about that for tonight. Right. Uh, did a lot of good things with his feet and made some plays there. Obviously he's, he's learned from the MVP. So, uh, can't, cannot obviously understand where he, uh, learned some of that from love that wide receiver room. Going to be some tough decisions. Yeah, Robert, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I, I, I'm just looking at the depth chart. And I'm just not quite sure how the Chiefs are going to trim it down to seven. Um, and maybe you have a guy like Amir Smith Marset, who, by the way, I, I haven't even looked at the stat sheet yet. Uh, he had 92 yards, four catches for 92 yards on a touchdown. Rashi Rice had eight catches for 96 yards in this game. So t- a pair of Chiefs, very close to 100 receiving yards in this game. Um and then you got a guy like Matt Bushman who, you know, uh, he, he he can maybe do some things as a tight end. But given the things you saw from your wide receivers today, 
what do you do? Do you maybe have three tight ends and eight receivers? Eight seems a seven even seems a bit much, but I it just seems like there are there are too many intriguing guys you don't want to leave out. Um, because again, you know, we're thinking about guys like Kadarius Sony and Justin Ross who have a lot of potential that people are thinking of even before John Ross's retirement, like the, the wide receiver room was still crowded, not necessarily stacked, but crowded in a very intriguing ways. A lot of interesting names that have the ability to reach uh, their potential. And maybe they come to Kansas city and be able to uh, hit that ceiling. A guy like Richie James is well, Richie James was one of the most productive receivers for the giants and a very terrible giants offense. Um, and now here it comes to Kansas City, and there's a chance that he could be uh, a, a guy that gets a lot of a lot of playing time. It would obviously depend on certain things happening, such as injuries and maybe level of play from other guys. Um, the, the reality is not everyone's going to thrive, but if all of these guys were your number one wide receivers, I think there's some optimism that they do really well. And listen, Patrick Rome's being the quarterback is a big reason for that. But you just want to make sure you are putting in the right six or seven, maybe eight guys with that position group. This is going to be a very in- interesting roster cut here. I don't know what they're going to do. It's not going to be an easy one. Um, I mean, even, even a guy like Cornell Powell, I, I want one catch for one yard. Uh, but found a way to get into the end zone. I mean, teams are going to look at that. They're going to certainly consider that sky more uh, had a couple of catches in this game. Uh, I, I, it's just going to be Ty Freifogel. How many people can tell you what, uh, where Ty Freifogel went to school? Uh, this guy had a catch for 28 yards. So the wide receiver room really does intrigue me a lot. And, and I'm just not quite sure what that final roster cut's going to look like. Let me just pull up the uh, depth chart quickly. I'll give you my seven, right? Like if, if I had to do roster cuts today, if I was Brett Veach, if this was my call, I'm going MVS, KT, Moore, Rice, Watson, Richie James, Justin Ross, that's seven right there. I don't see that. I just don't know if they... Keep eight. I just don't. Eight feels like it's way too much. Um, Smith, Marset, and Nico Remigio might. Remigio was pretty good last week, was quiet this week. Uh, which, listen, you have uh, how many wide receivers? Three, six, nine, 12. You have 13 wide receivers on the team right now. So obviously, some guys are going to contribute in, the, in certain preseason games, some guys in other preseason games. So maybe guys like Remigio and Smith Marset might end up finding themselves on the practice squad. Uh, but again, my fear is if Smith Marset's on the practice squad, how long is he going to be there for? I don't think teams are going to let him stay there. I think there, I, I would be willing to bet there is at least one team out there that's willing to steal Smith Marset from the Chiefs practice squad at least for special teams return duties. I, I, I would at least imagine that would that would happen. It appeared that Arizona still has the field issues. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely they definitely do. Uh, Christopher says everyone looked good. Yeah, yeah, slow start, but but looked pretty pretty good. Um, Chris says right on. We beat the stinking Cardinals. Yeah, and you're right. Um, which again, you know, I, I think it's okay to be happy about today's performance. Um, if it was, listen, the Cardinals scored what ten points. Um, I don't know what sports talk radio sounds like this exact second in Phoenix. Um, I would imagine they're talking about how they just got their asses handed uh, by the Super Bowl champs, and it's going to be a very long season. If it was 38 to 10 the other way, wouldn't we be here asking ourselves, hey, you know, we can do better, especially against the Cardinals. So, listen, I, I think I understand, you know, it's a preseason, a lot of backups here, a lot of unknowns that people don't know from both sides. Um, but I would rather be on the winning side of a 38 to 10 score than the losing end of it. Because, um, again, you know, I, I, I think people in Phoenix who watch this game are thinking, yeah, this might be a preview of our season. Uh, meanwhile, we're probably thinking this is how we'd like to look in a lot of our games, especially offensively. 
and God forbid anything happens to Patrick Mahomes, uh, tonight certainly gave you some hope that if someone has to fill in for Mahomes, maybe things might be okay. They're not going to be as great as usual. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that at all, but you can at least carry on, right? I, I would like to think so. Nobody's calling in. No one wants to call in. Let me post the link one more time. I also understand it's late, so a lot of you guys probably have kids and whatnot, so uh, it, it is a, a late-night deal. So we've done um, FaceTime calls on late nights before, though, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Dave says there was three slips. I noticed, yeah, there were some uh, notable slips indeed in this one. Uh, Michael says, so excited for our backup quarterbacks. I really want to see Gabbard have a great year backing up Mahomes. Yeah, Um Listen, you're going to keep three quarterbacks. I think Oladokun, um, or I apologize. I I, I heard Ari Wolf say his name, but I don't remember how he said it. Uh, but I do think he is going to be the practice squad guy. And those two, Buchel and Gabbard, are going to be on the team because of the new rules. Uh, kind of how they were uh, several years ago. Uh, and I think they might be able to do that. Uh, Jose says the Cardinals defense was looking good at first. Yeah. Um, Eric says, I take back what I said about Oladokun. It had to be what was called last week. Yeah, it happens. Uh, Natalie says he was pretty impressive, and I thought he was last week, except for that one terrible play. Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly agree with that. I'll get to more comments soon. Brandon calling in right now. Uh, let's get to him right now. Brandon, what's going on, brother? What's up, bro? How are you doing? Good. Are you, are you shirtless right now? <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I couldn't tell if that was just a like a very brownish looking shirt or not. Okay, I appreciate you just showing your head. We don't want to get in trouble with uh, with Uncle Zuck. All right, well, I, I, I'm I'm done giving you a hard time. What's on your mind? <laughs> it's a Max Crosby shirt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I and love I, it. So I called him last time when the, like uh, after the Super Bowl. So hey, I wanted to see your your inputs on uh, Felix. I'm not too impressed yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people have been saying that. That's a good point. He did play 33 snaps last week. I don't know what the snap count is tonight, but uh, I would imagine uh, maybe similar to last week and, and probably rightfully so because that's your first-round pick, so you want to see a lot out of him. He is a little bit lower on the depth chart than a lot of people would like to see. Um, keep in mind, Karloff, this was a backup in last year's depth chart around this time. Uh, I don't know. This, this year it seemed like a beast, though, man. Like, that's... A, like he seemed, they seemed like two different players. Yeah, no, no, you are right about that, Brandon. Uh, I, I just don't know if maybe uh, more repetitions would be a thing. Uh, defensive line right now is is pretty thin, and with Omenahu who uh, getting ready to serve that six game suspension real soon, yeah, you you might want to uh, see some highlights from uh, from FAU. I, I would certainly uh, agree with that. Uh, I would say, listen, not to say the last preseason game was a make or break, but. Uh, he's got to make some plays in that next preseason game. He, he has because, to. Like, to, to, like fully, to be honest with you, without Chris Jones, somebody needs to step up, man. No, I, I, I hear you, dude. Um, it's it, it's it, round not... like round one thirty two. Like, you have to show something rather than showing round two. Like, you're showing me round two, round three, maybe. You know. Yeah. Like yeah, when you see Pacheco uh, is a seventh round. You've seen this guy. You know, sometimes you get like with Veach, you get magic in late rounds. But let's be honest, though, man, this is like I'm like the disappointment right now is higher than normal. But it's still preseason, so you can't get too mad, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that that is a good point. Um, and again, a lot of the big plays we saw today, do those same guys do it in the regular season? Uh, we don't know if that if that translation if that'll translate to the same way in the regular season. So all I can say is, you know, he, he's got one more game. Obviously, a few days of practice left before that last preseason game. Um, uh, I, 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 if we can see some things out of him, uh, obviously that would give some uh, optimism in that last preseason game or into the regular season. So I think that's uh, what a lot of people would uh, like to see. Uh, for what is that Thursday? Uh, the um, the Chiefs play. I'm, I'm looking that up real quickly. Bear with me. Uh, it is on the 26th. So yeah, that's a, I believe that's a Thursday. No, I apologize. That's a Saturday. That's a Saturday. So we'll see uh, what happens there, Brandon. Yes, and then like secondly, like uh, 
even if he plays like crap, you know, like today, then like on Saturday, but like week one, he's immaculate. No one's going to talk about how he, how he crappy he played preseason. It's always going to be how he played week one. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And he might Chris play Jones, when he first, when, like when Chris Jones first started in preseason, he looked like shit, but look at him now, you know? So, yeah. And then, no, uh, and then secondly, I want to hear like, what's your input on like how, like when we play Lions week one, how like, how are you feeling? Right now, I mean, I, I definitely think that I, I think the Lions are going to put up a good fight, but I can see that being a game where it's going to be a back and forth and the Chiefs pull away in the second half. Um, I, I think the Lions are ready to compete. I have them making some some noise in the NFC this year. I just think early on in the season, uh, they might struggle a little bit against Kansas City. Um, I can see that kind of being like a like a game where both teams are scoring in the 20s, 30s, maybe 40s. Uh, where one team, one team scoring in the 40s, the other, the losing team, the Lions, I think, will be in the 30s. So uh, I, th- I think it'll be that kind of a game. Yeah, because I live in Michigan, so I'm taking a lot of heat from my dad about the Lions. Or, oh. Or <laughs> so it's not too good for, like, on my part. But in reality, it's not about what, you know, I, I told him, you know, I don't have to say much. When at the final score, when I'm when we beat you by one point, you know, I don't, you know if we beat you by one point, that's all I need to hear, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all you need. And, you know, so he said, "Oh yeah, I remember last year, the last time we played you, we played you at." I said, "You played at you know Ford Field, man. We were playing. You're playing at Arrowhead now. It's a different kind of atmosphere." Uh, oh, you don't know. What you're, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And then uh, I want to add on that too because uh, Dan Campbell made like it's the Lions head coach. He yeah. made a. Uh, he was talking to the media and was saying how, you know, uh, and you know, he, like he gave flowers to the Chiefs and to the uh, to the Seahawks, but he said. He believes that uh, this year that the Lions can be the loudest team ever to play in the NFL. No, <laughs> I didn't hear that. But uh, look, coaches and players say a lot of things. And by the way, Brady, I'm going to let you go. So I appreciate you calling in, man. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, listen, coaches and um, and players they'll say a lot of things. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence, before I think before that playoff game. Uh, when they uh, before they visited the Chiefs, I think he said something to the effect of how he can't imagine uh, Arrowhead being louder than Jacksonville. It's like, oh, okay, all right, come on. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll read some more comments in a moment. Michael, I see you. You've been waiting patiently on the live stream. What's going on, Michael? How's it going, man? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got you loud and clear. What's on your mind? All right, cool. Well, it's because I'm I'm in Korea, so sometimes the the Wi-Fi is shoddy over here. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I remember you calling in a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. What time yeah, is after, it? After, right after the right after the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man. I'm so I'm I'm excited. It's going to be a good year. You know, the offense is going to do what it does. I'm excited to see some of these young guys we've got, especially because you know injuries here and there. I really think the the offense is going to you know coast like it always does. I'm I'm really excited to see our young guys get out there and perform. Defense, yeah. we'll see what happens with the whole Chris Jones thing, but I, I think I think Nick Bolton's gonna ball out like he always does. You know, another Mizzou guy kill, yeah. killing it for the home to hometown team. Oh, if he keeps playing at the level he did in the Super Bowl, oh, it's, it's, he's gonna he's gonna have a it's gonna be good for the defense. Um, yeah, man, like catching games over here is such a pain because the time difference is just so ridiculous. I didn't even get to watch the game this morning because I was still asleep. <laughs> because yeah. it's, I think the game started at like eight in the morning my time, so that that time difference is definitely going to make it harder to to watch games. But I, I got I got play by play and YouTube highlights and social media to keep me up to date on every, everything that happens while I'm over here. What, what if you were to get up and watch the game? How would you have watched it? Like what channel is so, it on? So we have, uh, for the military, we have what's called the, the Armed Forces Network, where they uh-huh. do, like, local broadcasts, and they just pull it from wherever the game is and, and show it to us on, like, local TV at, like, the sports bars, the, the rec centers, and that, that's the way that they give us the ability to be able to watch stuff over here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've always wondered that. So, I, I mean, I know other countries, like, I know Canada has Sky Sports, and I think they have some games on there, and they have another one, I think it's called, CSN or, or TSN, TSN, yeah. So uh, th- that's pretty cool that you're able to at least uh, get access to those games. Uh, what time is that? Uh, th- that Lions game is going to be 7:20 kickoff. What time is that going to be for you? 
Oh gosh, probably it's, I'd say probably like around the same time, like probably like seven or eight in the morning, because it's about a 14, 15 hour time difference. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, all right. But no, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to show off the threads because after the Super Bowl, they made these and they were selling them here on my base. But it's got the the Super Bowl logo and it's got different Chiefs logos all over it. I That's bought awesome. it. I bought it right after the Super Bowl, and yeah, it's like 100 degrees outside, but I wear it inside my room because the AC is ridiculous, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, man. I'm, it's hot as hell here. I get it. I think I think it's going to be an exciting season, but I honestly, I'm I'm scared, especially about our division, because I think our division is really going to step up this year, uh, minus the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to do anything like always, but. Uh, yeah. The Chargers. The Chargers are obviously you got to always watch out for them. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. They've got a great team over there. I'm not worried per se about Russell Wilson, but I'm worried about Sean Payton because we all know how Sean I Payton agree. is. He's a great. He's a great coach. He what he's done in the NFL is ridiculous. So like, I'm scared to see what he's going to do as I think he could really turn around the Broncos and we people could really give us a run for our money. I feel like it might be like a one maybe two game difference between first and everybody else. It's going to be probably the toughest division, like always. Yeah, I, I can see that. They were mentioning that on the broadcast tonight where everyone talked about how the AFC West improved and it really wasn't that much different than uh, the year before. Whereas this year, I do think there is that. Um, I, I think teams might be able to close the gap, but I still think that a lot of people think the Broncos can take over and be the second best team in the, in the, in the division. I still think it's the Chargers, man. I really do. I do think the Broncos are going to improve, but the Chargers are just that team that have always played the Chiefs close. I think each of the last four or five games, um, I know they they put the backups in one of those games, so I'm not really counting that. It just feels like in the Mahomes era, every Chiefs-Chargers game has come down to the wire, win or lose. Um, so I, 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 I don't think you can ever count out that team. I know a lot of people don't want to give them credit, uh, but they're just always that tough team that they'll always uh, be right behind Kansas City in the division. Yeah, I just I got one more question, and then I know there's probably people either waiting or but uh, do you possibly see maybe depending on how the season goes for a possible Chiefs Eagles repeat in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's so hard to pre- predict that from now. I have that in my prediction. I do. My thing is, I just don't know in the NFC who is going to challenge the Eagles. Um, I mean, maybe the Saints could surprise some teams if Derek Carr really turns things around with a change of scenery. Um, I, I I just don't know in that conference. Uh, maybe the 49ers, if they can stay healthy, but it just doesn't appear like the NFC has even shown a lot of improvement. Meanwhile, like the AFC just seems stacked. So uh, I I think it's um, if you had to bet money, it's probably safer to bet that the Eagles are going to go back to the Super Bowl. Whereas the chiefs, you know, not to say the chiefs are not capable, but they have far more competition than the Eagles in their conference. Um, But it's not out of the realm of possibilities that we see a rematch. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. As long as we beat the Eagles and the Bills, even if we don't win the Super Bowl, as long as we beat those teams and don't let them go to the Super Bowl, I'll be happy. <laughs> All right. Fair enough, Michael. Hey, I appreciate everything you do, man, and uh, and stay safe over there. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, man. All right. If you guys want to ca- call in, I just uh, put the link in the uh, chat below. So uh, feel free to call in. Don't be shy. Uh, appreciate uh, Brandon and Michael calling in. Uh, let's see a few more comments here. Matt says, how about Rasheed Rice? Ryan uh, says, uh, we haven't talked about the defense. Let's talk about the defense for a moment because for the second week in a row, Shamari Connor, Ryan's right. Shamari Connor has looked pretty good. Last week he went in there, got that sack. This week went in there, got a pass deflection. What he was trying to pressure the quarterback, uh, able to disrupt the play there, made a couple of good plays in the backfield as well. I like what I was seeing from Shamari Connor in this football game. And this is a guy that I, I think Kansas City definitely wants to uh, keep very active uh, with their secondary. Listen, you already have a very young secondary to begin with. You had a lot of rookie cornerbacks last year. Uh, Nick Jones, a rookie cornerback you drafted this year. You have the uh, kid from K-State, Boy Doe. Uh, you also have Halassi, who was getting a lot of attention in this game. And getting a lot of attention in uh, the, this month with training camp and everything. So... Uh, then you got Shamari Connor with the safeties, uh, uh, Anthony Cook. This guy's not a safe, uh, uh, not a rookie, but uh, Brian Cook, 
This is someone we didn't see a whole lot of last year in the uh, in the regular season on defense. But with Juan Thornhill moving on, this is a guy who's going to play a lot more. In fact, if you guys, I mentioned this uh, many times, but Brian Cook, when Joe Burrow tried to, I, I don't remember who his intended target was, but he was trying to go for a deep pass. Brian Cook got a deflection and was able to tip it to Josh Williams for an interception. Two rookies working together on that play. Um, so, you know, it's interesting how Shamari Connor fits into the mix with the, a very interesting group of, of, uh, of defensive backs here. I think the defensive backs for the most part is going to be pretty straightforward. I think you, you got guys like uh, Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, uh, Josh Williams, Nick Jones. Um, maybe you have a six cornerback. Um, maybe a guy. I, I, I was not impressed with Lamar Jackson. I was not impressed with uh, Taylor Reese. Um, but maybe uh, somebody like Boy Doe uh, or, or, or Halassi, those two undrafted rookies right there. Maybe one of them uh, makes the team. Maybe both of them end up on the practice squad and the Chiefs keep them pretty close. Um, the safeties again, I, I think you got a, a solid group there. Justin Reed statistically does not shine much. So I don't know what, what we can expect from him. I know he's talked a lot about how much he's been training and getting in shape. And listen, a lot of, a lot of players have. So, um, the, the safety group is going to be very interesting, especially Brian cook. I want to see what Brian cook can do in the second year. Um, which he's going to get far more snaps this year on defense compared to last year. Uh, so that's a group that I, I think is going to be interesting to watch. Danny says, uh, you have to see the other QBs in good teams. That team wasn't the bills or Bengals, So they haven't played in big games. Okay. So, so I, I think I know I'm a little late on catching up with the comments here, so I'm not quite sure if you're responding to something I said earlier. So I, I'm kind of missing the, the context here. Um, let's see. Dana says the whole team looked much better than last week. That is a damn fact. Uh, it is going to be hard to cut anyone. Yeah. Um, I think you have some, uh, some tough decisions at wide receiver. I just mentioned the defensive backs are going to be very interesting. I'm curious how the chiefs go about the defensive line. Cause I don't think the defensive line play has been anything overwhelming. I think Danny Shelton's looked really good. I know Keandre Coburn, he he got some playing time early in this one. He really did. Uh, FAU, we're kind of still waiting to see if um, if he can uh, rise and uh, make some noise. I know we, we chatted about that already when Brandon was calling in. Um, Josh Kendo, there's a fourth-round pick from a couple of years ago, the same draft class as Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, Nick Bolton. So uh, Kendo does not get talked about much when you talk about that draft class. Uh, BJ Thompson, your fifth-round draft pick. Um, I, I just haven't really like the defensive line play. When I watch them in the preseason, they don't do anything that makes me, makes me excited. Um, I don't know how much of that has to do with Chris Jones, not being there probably a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not too excited about the defensive line right now. Carl off. is great. I think he's going to do some really good things in his second season. Uh, hopefully FAU steps up because, those are two first round picks right there at that position. Uh, let's see here. Uh, getting some repeat comments here. So I don't want to read comments that we've already read from other people. Not, not to, not to neglect any comments here, folks, but uh, sometimes we just got to keep the ball moving rather than hear the same thing. Uh, five, 10 times. Uh, Andy just said his message to twos and threes is to make it hard on him and Veach. And said they definitely did that with a smirk. Yeah, listen, that's a great problem. Now, look at this whole Chris Jones thing. Why are we in this situation with Chris Jones? It's because the Chiefs keep drafting so damn well for so many years. So that's a great problem to have. Ten years ago, the Chiefs did not have these kinds of problems. Um, I remember I, I posted uh, the video uh, in April of Travis Kelsey uh, reacting to getting drafted by the chiefs. Cause it was the 10 year anniversary. He's not that excited when he, when his name was called, I don't know if it's because he felt like he should have gone sooner or what, but a lot of people were commenting recently when I shared that clip 
They said he doesn't look excited to be a chief because nobody at the time wanted to come to Kansas City. They were coming off a 2-14 and season, and the only thing you really had to be excited about was the head coach, Andy Reid. That's the only thing you had to think about 10 years ago at this time with the Chiefs. Um, uh, now, 10 years later, you uh, the, the Chiefs have done really well in the past couple of preseasons with their um, with, with some of their backups, their twos, threes, and fours. So, you know, you think about that and you think about this whole Chris Jones thing. They're in these positions because they've drafted very, very well, especially the past couple of years. I feel like with Brett V, ever since the Chiefs went from Dorsey to Veach, and listen, I think Dorsey was a great evaluator of talent. He just did not do a great job of managing the salary cap, uh, hence paying all that money to Justin Houston and Eric Berry only for them to get hurt. I, I, I listen, the, the whole hurt thing, that's not anything any general manager can see coming, but. When that happens twice, especially with big contracts, it's going to be held against you. Brett Veach, he's not handing out monster contracts to players. He's just not. That's why we are in a bit of a standoff right now between Veach and Jones. But again, they're in this situation because they have to think about Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and Nick Bolton for next year because those guys are in position to to demand new deals. Um, And again, just has to do with... um, with, with how well they've drafted that those are great problems to have. Uh, we haven't talked about this guy so much tonight. Brandon says, Justin Ross will be a stud. <sighs> yeah. I, I, Justin Ross pro football focus put out a, a tweet today uh, showing his route running. That is the hype we've been getting about Justin Ross. And we're finally seeing it. Obviously you want to see this go from preseason to the regular season. Um, For now, we we don't have the regular season, so we can only go off what we're seeing right now. And right now, if you're a Chiefs fan, you have to love what you're seeing from Justin Ross. This is someone that is getting, uh, that's living up to that hype so far. He's been getting a lot of looks in training camp. He's been uh, getting some uh, connections with Patrick Mahomes in training camp. And in this game, he got involved once again, just like he did last week. Uh, There was that miss communication right there between him and Shane Buchel. If they connect on that right there, man, uh, boy, social media goes nuts for Justin Ross. If he uh, makes that play or if they connect, it, it was hard to tell. Even with the replay, it looked like the ball was closer to the sideline. than uh, it, it might not have been easy to catch, but um yeah, I think people are excited to see what Justin Ross can do. Melinda says your show is awesome. The young guys are going to be good this year and show what they got. Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited. I, when you think of the youth movement, um, Herm Edwards tried something similar back in 07, and this was documented very well on Hard Knocks, and it just did not work in his favor. Um, and listen, that was not a really good coaching staff, unfortunately. No disrespect. I mean, I, I think Herm Edwards has done some good things as a head coach in the past, uh, especially with the Jets. Uh, nothing great. Uh, Gunther Cunningham, I think he was underappreciated as a defensive assistant. I really do. Um, but again, you know, who's your general manager? Carl Peterson. And I know there was some criticism about Carl Peterson and how he uh, handled things uh, in the last uh, five or six years. Uh, And I appreciate the kind words about the show, Melinda. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Yes. Yes. Great win. Indeed. Uh, Good to see Uh, Ross and rice. They are good. All stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. Ross and rice both balled out in this game. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Not uh, Justin Ross. Uh, Rasheed Rice certainly balled out. Uh, Justin Ross certainly uh, raised some eyebrows with with the eye test. Uh, but the other one, Smith Marset, he definitely shined in this one. Um, very good to see. Luis says, "Hope the Chiefs go back to blowing teams out and stop playing soft." See, we were just talking about this. I think either on the podcast or on the Red Friday live chat we had. Um, the Chiefs, for whatever reason. They just don't blow out bad, te- bad teams. I don't know why. Um, think last year, okay? They barely beat, and I'm just thinking of the bad teams. They barely beat the Texans, and in any order, the Texans that went into overtime, the Titans I think also went into overtime, uh, the Broncos twice. Came both games came down to the wire. The Raiders, the Monday night football game was a one point game where the Chiefs had to really rally in the second half. 
So those are five games. And I'm sure there's one more I'm forgetting where the chiefs barely beat bad teams. Okay. From a gambling standpoint, like if you're betting uh, against the spread, okay, that matters. Um, but in terms of just wins and losses, it, it doesn't really matter too much. There's no, when you go to NFL.com or ESPN.com or any of these other sports websites, is there a category for barely beating bad teams? No, they have categories for wins and losses and ties. Um, those are the most important stats out there. Yeah, sure. The yards and touchdowns, those mean something too. And obviously if you have a lot of those, that'll translate to wins. Um, but it, look, the Bengals barely beat the Ravens in the playoffs. Who is the quarterback for the Ravens? Tyler freaking Huntley. Okay. And if he doesn't fumble in the goal line, th- there, there wasn't another score after that game. And listen, maybe the Bengals play with a more se- b- bigger sense of urgency, but the Ravens have a good chance to win that game. If Tyler Huntley doesn't fumble. So again, look at that. The Bengals barely beat a, a backup quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, even the bills did not look very good against the dolphins who had a backup quarterback in Skylar Thompson, the former Kansas state wildcat. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it, as long as you win, that's all that matters. Ultimately. Melinda says, I think they're going to sign him. I assume you're talking about Chris Jones after the last preseason because they are going to get rid of some players is what I'm thinking, but I don't know. Well, I think Chris Jones is still part of the 90-man roster, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He's like he's on the depth chart right now. He's number one on the depth chart. Uh, he's under contract, so he is part of the 90-man roster. Um, so let's keep that in mind. Um it's just, uh, when is the standoff going to end? Um, my magic date is the 21st Monday. If it's not the 21st, maybe the, uh, the, the 22nd Tuesday. And if, if he doesn't show up for either one of those dates, that's when I hit the panic button and ask what the hell is going on. Uh, Ashley's asking what's happening with Pacheco. Natalie kind of just answered that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's still, uh, recovering. He's got the, uh, yellow non-contact Jersey. Uh, so still have that, uh, don't expect him in uh, Thursday's preseason or I keep saying Thursday, Saturday's preseason game against Cleveland. Uh, I don't think we see Patrick Mahomes. I don't think we see Travis Kelsey. Um, I think maybe guys like Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, maybe plays a a couple of snaps, maybe one series or one drive. Uh, But I don't think we see much more from, from him. Uh, uh, Cause, cause really this game is all about your backups in this one. Uh, You don't need to see Patrick Mahomes or any of those other guys. All right. UFC 292 is happening right now. So I'm going to go ahead and watch that. But before that, I'll just give my final thoughts here. Um, Kind of what what we were talking about earlier. I think some difficult decisions are going to be made here. I, my biggest question tonight: How many wide receivers are going to are you going to keep? Because we talked. About, I I can't remember if I said this at halftime or if I said this before the live stream, uh, before the, uh, during our pregame live stream. Uh, I did a poll on Facebook and Twitter, and I asked, "How many wide receivers do you think the Chiefs keep?" And a lot of people said seven. I, I I agree with that. It's I think it's going to be seven, but with with the way things went tonight with Amir Smith Marset, do you consider eight? That sounds like way too much. Seven is is too much. Eight is even more. But I I, I just don't know if the Chiefs want to be without Smith Marset because if Smith Marset is the odd man out. If he's on the practice squad, he will be picked up immediately. Um, Smith Marset's not going to stay on the practice squad for, for long. He's just not. So I think that's what I struggle with tonight is how many wide receivers, like if this was your last preseason game, what do you do? Fortunately, it's not uh, from a from a personnel standpoint. Fortunately, it's not the last preseason game. Um, in the in the in this last game, this is Amir Smith Marset's Super Bowl. This is his Super Bowl. Um, I think a guy like Ty Freifogel, this is his Super Bowl. Listen, some of these guys might not play football ever again. 
Um, this might be their last chance really at trying to compete for an NFL team. Maybe some of them go play in the arena leagues or go play in Canada or in the XFL, whatever the hell league we have nowadays. Um, uh, the, 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 what, what's the one that Todd Haley's coaching? I, I, I can't, I, I can't remember. Um, the Alliance of American football, that one, that one completely folded. Right. Uh, but there's another one competing with the XFL, if I'm not mistaken. But hold on, let me. This is killing me right now. What is what league is Todd Haley coaching? Todd Haley is coaching the Memphis Shadows. Okay, so the Memphis Shadows. What are they? They're not an X. They're a USFL team. Okay, USFL. Um, I thought the USFL was not uh, a thing. Uh, I, I think I got the USFL and the UFL mixed up. Remember the UFL. Marty Schottenheimer won a championship, I think, in 09 or in 2010. So I got the USFL and the UFL mixed up here. Uh, let's see. Uh, a couple more comments here, and I'll get out of here. Uh, Terry says Mahomes proved that he is still the best in the league. If you give him any kind of time in the pocket, he will surpass to 50 touchdowns this season. Yeah, I like what I'm seeing from Donovan Smith and uh, Jawan Taylor. I know Jawan Taylor had a penalty that was declined. Uh, but in general, I liked what I saw from Mahomes running around a couple of times. And I think that was more, not because of bad pass blocking, but because no one was getting open. Um, so I liked what I saw from Patrick Mahomes in this game. All right. And, and as well as the offensive line week three preseason will be the determining factor who stays on the roster. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's a huge one right there. List says you, you got to keep eight wide receivers. Do we, I, See, this is the thing. Like, if I'm Brett Veach, I'm thinking I don't want Smith Marset to not be on my team. I want him on my team. But I eight is two. If you go with eight receivers, I I don't know. You might need to um sacrifice a tight end or a running back here. Like, I, I think you go with three tight ends and three running backs. Because if you go with eight receivers, that might be a bit much here. Yeah. I I guess that's the solution, right? If you're going to go eight receivers, then you're going to be low on receivers and tight ends. And listen, you can obviously put like I whichever tight end and running back, and maybe they have more than one for each position, whichever uh, running backs and tight ends the Chiefs put on their practice squad, I don't think any of the other 31 NFL teams is going to look at that and say, oh my God, I have to get Kendall Blanton or uh, Daenerys Prince or Jerion Ely or uh, LaMichael Perrine. I, I just don't think any of the other teams are going to be in a hurry to claim any of these guys from the Chiefs practice squad. No. Um like the, the the three tight ends, I think for Kansas City would be Kelsey, Gray, and Bell. That would put Matt Bushman on the practice squad, and then for the running backs, I think Pacheco, McKinnon, and Edwards are, are the three guys. And Denaric Prince would be on your practice squad, but Denaric Prince is your main kick returner at the moment. Um, so there's a decision there to make. Yeah. I'm just glad that's not my job. <laughs> uh, a couple more. Eli says, no questions here, Farzine, but we really have been in, in Arizona. Okay, I like that. Uh, are, are we doing the whole Burrowhead thing here? Uh, I don't know. I don't, listen, I, I, I just call Allegiant Stadium, that's Arrowhead West to me. Arizona, I, li I like the creativity, Eli. I do. Um that's a good one. That really is a good one. Uh, props to the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs fans, by the way, who showed up in that one. That was um, that was awesome. By the way, I, I like Eli's profile picture. Uh, watch me uh, get like a, a strike of some sort from Facebook for putting that on the screen. Uh, I hope not. Uh, Zuckerberg, if you see this, please don't do that. Uh, I doubt he's watching. Uh, Robert says tons of Chiefs fans here in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, kind of what I just said. Awesome. Uh, Chiefs fans have done a great job repping the team on the road, especially in these venues. Like obviously Phoenix, like they're not so, so excited about their football. I'm sure in Vegas, there will be a lot of red there, uh, which isn't saying much because the Raiders suck and they're not going to have a lot of, a uh, lot of uh, representation out there in the, in the new black hole. Um which listen, uh, props to Raiders fans. They really do have a passionate. 
they, no one's going to like me saying this. I think Chiefs fans and Raiders fans are very similar in terms of how passionate they are for their teams. Um, but the Raiders are not giving their fans anything to look forward to this year. So how about it? I, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. All right. I'm going to get out of here, guys. Big shout out to our sponsors, SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com. First-time customers get $20 off with the promo code FARZINE, so take advantage of that. Football season's coming up. If you guys want to go to that last preseason game at Arrowhead this year, go use that promo code. Get yourself $20 off your tickets. If you would rather use that for the uh, first game of the regular season against the Lions, hey, certainly makes sense. Go to SeatGeek.com. It doesn't have to be a football game. It can be uh, a pro sporting event, college sporting event, concerts, Broadway shows, comedy shows, whatever. If it's, if it's on SeatGeek.com, you can use the promo code FARZINE for $20 off, and that is only good for first-time SeatGeek customers. Also, a big shout-out to our other sponsor, Manscaped. They've got a lot of great products there. The, the Weed Whacker, the Lawnmower 4.0, the Beard Hedger, a lot of great products on there. Gentlemen, Take advantage of it. My favorite product from them, the Lawnmower 4.0. They got the skin safe technology. And what that does, it it reduces below the belt accidental cuts. Yeah, that's happened before. Okay. If you're a dude, you got to groom yourself down there. It's happened before. But with skin safe technology from Manscaped, they prevent that from happening. It decreases the chances of you having those accidental cuts. And I'll tell you right now, uh, their products are up there in prices, but you know what you can do? You can save some money if you use my promo code FARZINE20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you check out. So pick what you want from Manscaped. Again, my suggestion, the Lawnmower 4.0. Go use my promo code FARZINE20. Again, you get 20% off and free shipping. Just enter the promo code FARZINE20 at manscaped.com. Dot com. All right, one more preseason game left to go. And after that, it'll be Chiefs-Lions for the first game of the regular season. Hey, don't forget, we will have the Chiefs Zone podcast on Wednesday, so tune into that. That'll be live Wednesday night. Tune in, and we'll also do our Red Friday live stream as we do as usual on Friday night on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, the Red Friday live chats are only exclusively on uh, Facebook and YouTube, so make sure you guys are going to check that out. All right, I got to go watch UFC 292. I'll be honest, I have no idea what's going on so far tonight. Hopefully, I haven't missed any of the, the good stuff yet. If so, I got to I gotta hurry up and uh, check it out. All right, I'm out of here, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. Peace out. Go Chiefs. <laughs>